Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest takeaway I could say from the combo that we had was he wants to feel like you're 50-50 on everything and that you're his teammate. No, he's full of The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Last night he said, I want to hang out with you more. And I was like, let's go on the Ferris wheel together. And then he went on rides with the stuffed animal that he won. Yeah. So like he just makes up. He's just stressed about work and then he takes it out on me. And I know that that's the case, which is why I let it slide. Because it's only when he's stressed out about work that he, like, all of a sudden comes down hard on me. That has to be f***ing exhausting. It is, and I have so Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Summer, it is back. It has returned. I am so excited. Not only did we get the trailer for Summer House Martha's Vineyard premiering March 24th, hell yeah, we have Summer House original flavor back and I'm so, so excited not to like, you know, invoke the name of Scandival so early or at all in a summer house space, but I think we're kind of in like a really good place. I think where people might be fatigued about the Scandival of it all on Vanderpump, we're going to be in a really great place with summer house where we know shit went down. We know that the ship sank, Right with the USS Red House, but we haven't seen anything about that, and now we get to be seeing the tease and the lead up to it, and I'm excited because once again, I'm going to be right. You know, like, let's give a round of applause to me because I was screaming this is the very beginning of this relationship that it wasn't going to work and we should not be tiptoeing down the aisle. And now I feel like the producers and the editors had a lot of time to have a whole season and have like how many months of editing and let's throw in all of these scraps of um scenes and looks and emotions emanating off of the television from Carl between Carl and Lindsay that are going to make it very clear that these two had no business being together. I'm looking forward to it as a viewer. I mean, like, sorry about your relationship, but you know, we came here for magic, and I think we're going to get it. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, let's get into it, right? We might as well. I'm stoked. We're starting off already high drama. 
rooftop views of Manhattan while the um, Salt Lake singer, Salt Lake City chamber singers play. Lindsay and Carl are breaking up. He's telling her, I'm not happy. I don't think you're happy. You need the power. She's like, no, I don't. And he's like, yes, you do. And screen black, end of summer, 2023. Carl in his very tight white pants are telling Hubba House, you're really good at playing victim. And she's like, well, there's no point in having this conversation. You've made your decision very clear. She gets back into the bedroom, calls her dad. Carl's in the kitchen talking to the cameras. Hmm, she didn't really react the way I thought she would. But you know what? She's going to tell everybody she's blindsided. Cut to her telling her dad, I feel very blindsided. And then he says, she's going to make me the villain. That's fine. But you know what? She's blind to the things that have gone on in the last year. Time out. This like, we've already seen this clip. They teased it out all of a sudden. But, like, this was that comment about, like, she's going to call me the victim. I don't care. Was so telling. Like, that's really all I needed to know. That this relationship or what the hell happened in the wedding planning. And since we've seen them last season was not good. <laughs> because when you're in a place of, like, I don't even care if people think that I'm the bad person. I don't care how I'm perceived. That's like, shit went down, and I have released, I've let go and let God. So you can keep screaming, I don't care. I got my headphones on, and I'm good. Do what you gotta do. So let's get into the season. Daniel, driving down a one-way street, which is, you know, there might be an analogy in there. Anyway, she goes to pick up Sierra and Paige. She tells them she was in Montauk last weekend. It was hookup central. The world is her oyster. Paige asks about Robert. He who shall not be named. Did you see him while you were in Montauk? Yeah. Not only did I see him, I saw him with his new girlfriend girl. So what the hell? He like really skipped over to the next relationship very quickly. Something that shocks me. Negative negative this is a classic frustrating relationship where the guy cannot commit to you you're like waiting wishing hoping dreaming crossing your fingers and toes someday he's gonna look at you and he's gonna be like let's get married even though she was acting like she didn't want that let's get a dog or what she was in. let's buy a property let's get a car something that's going to tether us to each other in a real adult relationship kind of way never got it and here he goes leapfrog into the next chick and i bet you he's gonna be engaged by the other end of the summer i don't follow him on instagram nor do i care to but if any of you do just let me know if i'm right let me know i'll give it to like even october you know we'll just do that anyway Paige says, I don't know. Like, I don't think he seems like the cheating type. You think there was an overlap? I don't know. That doesn't seem like Robert. And as soon as Danielle says they work together, they're like, oh, (laughs) never mind, girl. Sorry. That sucks. Then they go cruise over to pick up Gabby. And Sierra tells all the girls that Kyle told her he was going to be bringing a new guy to the house. Obviously, the question we all want to know. What's he like? What's his name? What does he look like? Where's his dick hanging? She has no none of the information. She was just like, oh, cool. And just went on her merry way. Well, thanks a lot, Sierra. And you're, you're the one who should be most invested as queen single to, to lady single, uh, Miss Danielle. Then we see Wes, since Sierra helped us not at all with the description. He's a sports journalist. He's blonde. He's got the, the you know, like the, what, what's the aesthetic, the aesthetic name for the boys these days? Like in my day, you know, like 10 years ago, they were like hype beast boys. But what are they calling these boys now? These, what I would call like Ray's boys. But y'all don't live in New York. Ray's is the bar that Justin Thoreau and um, Nicholas Braun, cousin, whatever the fuck from um, Succession, um, they own. And quite as it's kept, allegedly, Nicholas Braun was using this space quite frequently because girls, once they found out, oh, cousin Greg, that's his bar that he frequents, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to go 
shoot my shot. And he would take a lot of women, allegedly, up on said shots. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, so the point is that there, there's like a vibe of like that kind of like downtowny. I take pictures with, uh, you know, like a still camera, like a like a one of those disposable cameras, like that kind of vibe, like Corey, but better. He's like Corey's tether, you know, like an actual nice guy. That kind of vibe. What's the terminology for them these days? Let let me know. Send off in the comments. He like I said, he's being picked up by Kyle and Amanda. Kyle actually met West through Lindsay, but. Mom and dad aren't going to be there this weekend. So Amanda asks West, um, did Lindsay give you any information about the dynamics of the house? And he's like, well, she did mention that maybe she's not the favorite in the house. And Amanda goes, oh, well, that's interesting. Speaking of, we go over to Rad House in better times. Hmm. These two are still babing out. Babe, what are you wearing to D.C.? Babe, I'm so excited we're going to the White House. They're not going to be at the house the first weekend. Lindsay says, who else gets the invite to the White House? We do. Well, maybe Ariana. And just like no shade because I feel like the way I speak about Lindsay would give the impression that I don't like her. And I actually do. I think she's one of the greatest reality stars of our time in our generation. Would I want to be friends with her? Maybe for, like, a good nine months. You know, like, I think we could have a good nine months before things started getting a little weird. But I would have enjoyed it, you know? With that being said, like, have we all been noticing that her um, post-Carl, her post-breakup behaviors, there's a certain person on Bravo who also recently had a public breakup who um, whose life went in a certain trajectory and maybe Lindsay has been attempting to take the same steps and go in the same trajectory, but in it, it it's kind of happening, but on like a much more um how do I say this respectfully um local local way. And if you haven't noticed, just something like if you wanted to put that on the docket as something to notice on Instagram, that would be something that you could do. I personally, like I see it, I, I just smile. Sometimes I let out just like a light, light chuckle and then I move on with my day. We need those types of things in our lives. And that's one of those things for me. So anyway, Carl says, well, Ariana's like inside the White House. We're zealous compared to her. So, well, um... Um, here's, here's red flag number one coming right in. Lindsay tells us in a confessional that she's been planning the wedding. She, just Lindsay. They're showing examples of this. She's like in their uh, bedroom on the speakerphone, planning out whatever the fuck for the wedding. Carl's doing um, stretches for his squats in the living room. And then I had to be like, okay, well, pause for for a couple reasons. Um, but I'm not seeing the issue with that. If that's part of his wedding planning, that feels like very important work to me that we should be highlighting a lot more of. Uh, if you wanted to do like a whole special of him doing stretches in the living room, you know, I won't even charge you for the idea. just seems like if you have the footage already, <laughs> you just might as well air it, you know? <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, so... Lindsay is really, like, laughing through the pain. And if you guys are my sisters in arms with sister wives, you guys know that Mary has a tendency to do this in her confessionals where she'll be like, clearly she knows that this man don't want her in the way that she wants him. And so she's, like, tries to make, like, little lighthearted jokes, kind of like, you know, like, you know, it... It's not my wedding. It's our wedding. So it'd be nice to have like a little help. (laughs) Lindsay says to us that her friend Tanya, who we met last season, she was featured talking to um, uh, Danielle as she was spiraling at Lindsay and Carl's surprise uh, uh, engagement party. So she came down from D.C. And, well, I mean, to be fair, Danielle was talking to, like, 50, 11 people about her feelings that night. So maybe you didn't 
notice her, but she was one of the main girls. She was one of the main ones. Um, so Danya lives in D.C. She invited Lindsay and Carl up to the White House. So Carl does not want to go. It's very clear to me that he does not want to, and he's also trying to, like, lightly tiptoe around it and be like, wow, um, yeah, the house. I wonder if anybody's going to miss us. And Lindsay's like, yeah, probably only Gabby. So Carl says in a confessional that last summer was probably the least fun one that he had tried to navigate between Danielle and Lindsay being in the triangle of drama with them. He didn't know how to operate sometimes. And, you know, he and Kyle were also not in a good place. He left Loverboy, etc. I just want to like just put a pin that, you know, once again, I was right. And I said last season that I felt like a part of the reason why Carl was in the seventh pit of hell last summer was that I feel like he was more neutral slash siding with Danielle with regard to the relationship breakdown with her and Lindsay than he was willing to admit as Lindsay's man. And I think that really like, like he just didn't really like that because, you know, Carl's not one to really speak up, you know, and also he doesn't want to see her go full you know, activated. So it's just not worth it to him. But I I did, I always saw that he felt very much like if he could have spoken up, he would have tried to talk to Lindsay more about Danielle in a more pro-Danielle way. That's just my theory. Anyway, so he's like, I just didn't really know how to figure things out. And also this could be the last summer before... I get married. It could be the last summer before I go to the Hamptons. So I want to let loose. I want to leave last summer where it is. So he tells Lindsay, you know, it's just kind of bittersweet that we weren't going to be here this weekend. But, you know, the White House is even cooler. (sighs) (laughs) And then they, like, do this side hug kiss thing in the chemistry, y'all. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Back in the car, Kyle tells West that last summer, for everybody, was just like a little bit of an off summer. They're all friends at the core, but it's a little bit complicated, right? And Amanda tells him, I actually think maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that Lindsay and Carl are in D.C. this weekend. So back in the girls' car, Danielle tells Sierra, I kind of want to turn you into a little bit of a hoe this summer. 
which would be like the opposite of what Sierra does. She's going to be in her opposite era this summer. Danielle says she wants to be in her bad bitch era. She's going to be prioritizing herself and her libido, which we saw in Winterhouse. And, well, strap in, everybody. <laughs> strap in. Fortunately, when we get to the house, we find out that we're not going to have to do um, uh, Willy Wonka four to the bed and the other one said roll over, roll over rules. The house got rezoned. It seems like everybody gets their own bedroom. Amen to that. So everybody's getting to the house. All the girls are gathering around Amanda like, what's your era? We were all talking about it in the car. She's like, well, I might be in my no patience era. And they're like... Oh, ooh. And she goes, for Kyle specifically. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> so Amanda says in a confessional, there's a reason why I come back to the house every year, and it's to spend time with people other than Kyle. So if you guys didn't watch Winter House, and I know you didn't because it was put on pause, um, they took a pregnancy test because Amanda wasn't feeling well. Obviously negative. But on Winter House, it was kind of like a sweet conversation where Kyle was like, oh, like I was feeling just a little twinge of that could have been exciting. And like, what could our future look like? Like, are we ready for this? But on Winter House, the way I interpreted it was like, this was sort of like a positive conversation. Like, oh, this is like a glimmer of what our future could be like. It's actually kind of exciting. But Amanda says that after that, um, it was not like that at all. <laughs> and basically, they've been in like a not great place. Taking the test made them start to think about like what's next and how they're not ready. Interesting. So Kyle tells everybody that there's another guy, Jesse, coming down. And they're like, he mentions, um, he might be around Carl's height. And all the girls are like, oh, okay, okay. Everybody realizes that West's West face gets red, bright red. West seems like maybe 5'10", 5'11". He's taller than Kyle, but he's not a big boy. He's, he's just a, an in-between. He says in a confessional, I'm not short, I'm not tall, okay? I'm not sure if these girls in the house are shallow or not, so if there's a tall guy... I got to be that much taller in personality. And then he says, and you're going to have to follow me, walk with me, okay? He says in a confessional that what girl once told him that he has a tall personality. And I know that many people would be like, ugh, that's like such a short king thing to say that he like uh, enjoyed that so much. But as somebody who's a short queen, I get told all the time that I read my personality is much taller. So at that point I was like, okay, Wes and I, we see each other. And I realized in that moment that West has the kind of personality that I would have allowed him to ruin my life from anywhere from like 15 to uh, like a year and a half ago. So after West walks to get a tour of the house with Kyle, Paige says his name, which is West Conrad Wilson. She's like, he sounds like somebody that signed the Declaration of Independence. And I always tell Craig that he looks like he came off the Mayflower. <laughs> then she says when they were in Italy, <laughs> Craig had to Google rigatoni because he couldn't remember what the shape was. And Gabby looks at her and goes, that's not even a niche noodle. She's like, I know. <laughs> so Paige is in a confessional as though nobody knows this. Craig is my sweet, sweet childlike boyfriend. I've been taking care of him for about two years now. We're in a good rhythm. Blah, blah, blah. Like, do we even care about where they stand being a long-distance relationship or not? I feel like they've had 7,000 conversations. None of them have ever been fights in my recollection. Like, I don't recall a time where they ever were like, I'm going to break up with you or this relationship's really, truly not going anywhere. It's always been like, what if this relationship doesn't go anywhere? But they're fine. So do we need to talk about this? I don't think we do. They're fine. Back to West. He and Sierra start vibing immediately. West is giving his whole backstory. He's from Missouri. Sierra guesses somehow 
out of all the career choices, that his father was a cattle rancher. What? And her first reaction is, oh, is he married? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, to my mom. Paige ends up, they end up divvying up the rooms. Paige ends up getting the primary bedroom this year. And this was like, okay, the mission has been completed. We are now, Paige is now the official queen bug. Not queen bee, queen bed bug. She's got in the primary bedroom. And this is where she's going to nest. And that's it. This is, this is, the prophecy has now been foretold. <laughs> so... The plan for the night, they're going to have dinner. Wes is going to make everybody quesadillas. And Sierra does something that she has not ever once done. Flush a toilet. Just kidding. Um, I think she has done that once or twice. But she starts cooking, helping Wes, flipping the chicken. They're talking about how to prep the food. Amanda and Paige are looking at her like, who is this woman? We have never seen her, but not one time, Amanda, has she helped you in the kitchen? <laughs> now, Paige, have you ever helped in the kitchen would be the second question. Actually, I do remember a time where she did, so I'm going to have to take that back. There was one singular time that I can recall. It was the first for Sierra. They're just, like, openly talking about her while she's trying to flirt, like, 15 feet away. She's not really cooking. She's mostly just, like, twirling her hair and, like, flipping the chicken and flirting. But it's still a first. It's still a first. Then Amanda and Paige start talking about Danielle. The situation with Lindsay, obviously. How it's probably better that Lindsay and Carl are not there the first weekend. But actually, they talked about them. And Danielle was actually pretty chill about it. And Amanda says, Danielle is pretty chill, usually. You know, until she spins out of control. But... They're also really nervous about them spending the whole summer together because it's kind of like living in a house with your ex, which I hope happens this summer. That's going to be a good season. So Paige asks, well, what's going on with Danielle Lindsay? Y'all were at a Loverboy event all together a couple weeks back. How was that? And Amanda says, well, we were all in the same room together. They were existing, but they're not friends. They're just capable of being in the same room and having fun. And Paige goes, well... I know what that's like. You're preaching to the choir about that dynamic. In a confessional, Paige says that her plan with Lindsay is the same one she's had since she was 25 when she entered the house the first time. Be nice. Try to be friendly. And when eventually Lindsay does something to her, I'll just lose my mind. <laughs> so after that, Kyle goes over to Danielle to tell her that he's really proud of her. She's had a real wild year, but... You showed up with a smile on your face in Colorado, and Danielle's like, yeah, I think I took, like, that good energy in Colorado. It really took me out of a funk. Huh? <laughs> Again, for us 14 that watch Winter House, that was you out of a funk? Baby. <laughs> Honey. Kyle, you were also there, so I don't know what you're talking about, good vibes. You saw it. You... Even she, like, almost tried to stab Alex from below deck. But okay. <laughs> okay. Danielle says in a confessional, last summer was really rough for her. She lost her best friend and her boyfriend. But over the winter, she got her mojo back. And she also, you know, maybe learned a couple lessons, Alex. But this summer, she's just trying to have fun. Back in the kitchen, Paige and West are going back and forth. You know, because she don't do shit to either. He's ripping her. Um, Paige, are you going to be washing the dishes before or after we go out? She's like, Wes, I know you just got here. Let me tell you one thing, okay? I haven't washed dishes since 08. <laughs> Everybody goes to eat dinner. They're all packing up dinner. And Amanda, I, I watched this a couple times. I don't know what happened with Amanda. But they're, like, packing up the quesadillas. Kyle's there, Danielle, Paige, and Amanda. They're all in the kitchen. Kyle says he's going to take a shower. And Danielle says, don't worry about packing the food. Like, just go take your shower. She's the one who ushers them off. And Amanda goes, no, you stay there. You stay there and you do it. And everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> a little hot in here, okay? <laughs> so they're like, no, like, it's fine. He can go take a shower if he wants to. Kyle tells Amanda, like, maybe you could tame your sassiness a little bit. And then he tells us in a confessional, listen, despite us being married, for two years now, I kind of feel like we're struggling to be on the same team about anything. 
We don't see eye to eye on our work-life balance. And then we see a flashback from last week. Kyle's asking Amanda, it would be really nice if you could hop on our Monday morning meeting calls. And she's like, Ugh, I mean, could we do it on Tuesday? It's like literally exhausting. And he's like, Amanda, I really need people to be able to reach you. Kyle says in a confessional, I'm building a future for us and our family, but it's kind of like we're on two different planets. After that, the bag bugs assume their position. Now that, like I said, queen, queen bug has a primary queen bug bed and the little worker bugs are all about, they're talking about West and Paige says, you know what? He kind of gets hotter. The more you talk to him, the more I hear Paige talk about men, the more I'm like, I think Paige and I have the same type, which is concerning. I'm not concerned because the last one, Perry, I was like, that man is a fucking catch. He, he owns a restaurant business in New York City and he wants to be in a monogamous relationship with you. What? That don't happen, girl. Lock it down. Lock it down. Anyway, they're talking about Weston Page. Sierra says in a confessional how many dudes in New York do you meet when you go out on a date? They can't wait to get on this date to ramble off a bunch of facts about themselves. So it's really nice to see a guy who's like actually asking me questions about me. Damn, shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> After that, they all go to like this like carnival in Montauk or whatever, like your classic parking lot carnival, right? Amanda and Kyle actually start getting along. Kyle wins a... um. Uh, and like a three foot tall cultural appropriation banana with uh, locks and a Jamaican flag print hat on it. I don't know. Kyle says, this is what I want for us this summer. And Amanda goes, what a banana. They're drunk by the way. <laughs> and Kyle's like, no, like I know we're really good at hanging out with our friends separately, but what I want for us this summer is to spend more time together. Like we're like the anti attached to the hip couple. And Amanda goes, well, that's your fault. All you do is spend your time in the office. We used to have these conversations all the time. We actually used to have arguments where all I wanted to do was hang out with you and for you to be more present, and you would never do that. And at this point, I've just accepted that, and now I'm not happy hanging out with you at parties. Kyle goes, yeah, but I kind of want a little bit of that back. And she goes, well, it doesn't work like that. And then Kyle tells Amanda, I go away on these trips like four, five, six days I'm gone, right? I come home. I don't necessarily expect you to run into my arms, but sometimes I'm like, wait, I miss you. Do you not miss me? So Amanda says, I miss you, but like, I'm at home. I'm with the dogs. I'm watching TV. Like, I'm fine. And she laughs. And then she goes, I'm sorry. (laughs) So Kyle says to her, I just want to go back to the basics where we're like more inseparable And I'm kind of starting to feel like I'm the only one in this relationship who feels like we're missing something. So Amanda says, well, let's just use this summer to get our groove back and kind of figure it back, figure it out. Right. Everybody gets back to the house. Amanda goes to the bathroom. Zero is like standing outside. Wherever the fuck Amanda is. Zero standing outside the room that Amanda's in. And she's talking to her like, girl, I cannot believe that Kyle had the audacity to tell me that he feels like we don't hang out enough tonight. Like, and Zero just starts laughing. After that, everybody ends up in the Queen Bug's room, in Paige's room. And they're all on the bed, except for West. So they make Kyle scoot over so that West can get on the bed. And you can see, like, go and look back as West is getting on the bed you can see Paige has the biggest smile on her face and as soon as he touches his leg lands on the bed and he's like fully rested she and Sierra start screaming <laughs> like we've never had everybody in the house in the bed before Paige is literally covering her mouth with her hands like oh my god this is such a moment I'm gonna throw up like I've legitimately never seen Paige happier <laughs> you would have thought that before Paige entered the summer house, they put her on some like big brother kind of side mission. They were like, Paige, we just want to let you know 
that you could possibly win a million dollars if at any point in this house you can get everybody in the same bed, but you can tell no one your plan. And once you do it, you'll win a million dollars. <laughs> and it happened. You could just like, oh my God, my life just changed. Like, I truly, like, Paige, I didn't even know that it was possible for Paige to be happy. Like, <laughs> it's just people in the bed. So everybody's giggling, having a great time. And then they start, you know, migrating off to bed. Kyle's like, he's got his bed, he's laying back with his back to the bed, right? And Amanda smacks him right in the stomach, like open palm, right in the stomach, like pop. And Kyle looks at Paige and says, this is a little peek into our house behind the curtain. And Paige goes, yeah, I see. She's Ike Turner. And honestly, I was very surprised that Paige would understand an Ike Turner reference. Like, I was shocked. I don't feel like it's appropriate, you know, because we respect Miss Tina in this house. But I... I have to say, I did not think she would know. So Kyle and Amanda end up sleeping in the bed with the cultural appropriation banana in between them, which was very symbolic of where they are, I think. They've also named the banana Mon. His name is Mon. So Mon is sleeping between Kyle and Amanda. We see when they wake up, Kyle just makes this kind of offhand comment about man, I don't remember this room being as hot last summer. And she snaps at him and goes, you keep saying that. How much fucking time did you spend in here? And he's like, dude, can you drop the attitude? So Paige then goes into Sierra's room. She is still, like, her face glowing, glowing. Everybody was in the bed last night. It was so great, so great. I think I think it finally clicked for them. I think they finally understood us. Everybody got us. So then Paige says, honestly, the last few days have been so non-confrontational. And the big thing is that there's been no passive aggressiveness. There's no me wondering who's in the kitchen. Can I go in there right now? The whole house has never laughed as much. This is great. Cut to DC. Lindsay is in an American flag athleisure two-piece, like a little bra top and leggings. Making, forcing Carl to smile on camera. You can see the faraway glance. He's like, I don't want to be here. Smile. Uh, uh. Anyway, back to the house. Amanda's telling Danielle that Kyle's basically a hypocrite. Because he was talking all that shit about how she acts like she doesn't miss him. She doesn't want to hang out with him. But then when she gave him the opportunity to hang out last night at the carnival, all he did was hang out with Mon, the cultural appropriation banana. And we see cell phone footage of Kyle in a Ferris wheel with Mon having the time of his life. (laughs) Talking to people about Mon. Hey, here's my buddy. He's so fun. He's having a great time. And then Kyle walks in and she says, I don't even know how I even tolerated that conversation because you were like, oh, yeah, you miss me. But okay, let's see how many people other than me you talk to today. And then she just walks off and everybody's like, oh, my God. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here at this point? And to me, my only theory that I can come up with is that whatever is going on in the house is... Kyle, like Amanda does not feel in control. And so she's getting out with like other people and she's like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to be sassy. I'm going to snap at him, be snarky, talk shit, say whatever the hell I want. And I'm going to take my power back. And it's really not coming off well because people don't know what goes on behind closed doors. They only see you being a B-I-T-C-H. And it's not great. And so I do empathize with her, but I'm also making a lot of assumptions that work in her favor. I don't know. But that's the only thing I can guess. That's the only time I've seen this type of behavior is like she feels out of control in this relationship and she tries to get her power back in front of people to like embarrass him. So the plan for the house is to have a party, 4th of July, hosted by Gabby. Fingers crossed, because the last party was a total flop. Danielle dares Sierra to make out with somebody at the party. And Sierra's like, bet. 
you touch somebody's nipples. Danielle's like, this is light work to me. She just looks right over to West. West lifts his arms. And she grazes her pointer finger against his right areola like it was nothing. I don't know why I said that, like, so horny. My bad. Anyway, um, so she Gabby got a mechanical shark for the 4th of July party. I don't really know the connection, but I don't. are there drinks at least this time? Again, fingers crossed. So, <laughs> random story. Craig calls uh, Paige to tell her, good morning, honey. What did you have for breakfast? Cool. Just wanted to tell you, I wanted to ask something of you before, you know, I give you some information about us. Saratoga is going to be a different kind of time this time because I am going to be buying a racehorse. And Paige goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. Craig, I'm just going to tell you right now, this might be the dumbest idea you've ever had. Like, even dumber than the soccer team and the restaurant. You're going to lose all your money, and I'm not marrying a broke man. So, Paige is in a confessional. Craig watched one episode of Wrexham and went full Ryan Reynolds trying to buy a soccer team in London. (laughs) God help us all. Gabby then gets a FaceTime from Radhouse, and they tell them, oh, we're planning on coming next weekend. We'll see you, right? And Gabby's like, you guys, it's crazy right now because it's like all of us are having a really great time. We're getting along so well. And we're all just looking around, the seven of us, like, who's missing? And it's like, nobody, you know? And Lindsay goes, well, except for us. (laughs) Gabby goes, yeah, well, like, obviously. But, like, the vibes are just so, so good right now. And Lindsay goes, Okay. <laughs> Gabby says, no, for real. Like, when I tell you, it is, like, a completely different feel to the house. It is completely different. Lindsay just goes, wow. <laughs> Danielle's overhearing this conversation, and she says in a confessional, last summer really did fuck her up a bit, but she and Lindsay had a conversation in the spring, and they... Decided to talk about setting boundaries with each other, start fresh, see where things go. And Danielle says, let's be clear, I hated her last year. Like, so let's see how this plays out. After that, Kyle talks to West about how he feels about Sierra. Like, are you feeling her? And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. So Kyle tells him, listen, Sierra's maybe not the quickest at warming up to people, but I can tell you, in four summers that I've hung out with her, I've never once seen her cook a meal. So there's got to be something if she helped you. <laughs> Inside, Sierra's like, oh my God, there's another guy coming, right? Jesse. She claims she swore off tall men last summer, but then she says, I'm lying because let's be real, like the minute I see a 5'8 man, I'm gone. Wes says in a confessional that his game is like, just play it cool, right? You don't want to be a try-hard. He's in a good place with Sierra, you know, unless some other guy comes in and fucks everything he did up. So Kyle tells him, Jesse's the kind of guy who really might come in hot, and Wes is like, great. Those are kind of the situations where I just like to step back and see how things go. So then in walks Jesse. Jesse, Jesse Solomon. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Legs, dimples, teeth. Oh, he's a cutie. Like, this guy would not have ruined my life, but I definitely would have, like, thought about him in, like, my private time. Maybe a couple times, right? Anyway. Um, so, Jesse doesn't know anybody in the house except for Kyle, so he walks in and everybody's like, Jesse Solomon! And he's so confused. Like, why are you all calling me by my full name? <laughs> Can I just go by Jesse? <laughs> Once we find out where are we at height-wise, Jesse Solomon? Whew, 6'5". I got a little shock to the nipple just thinking about that. Clay, not Clay. <laughs> Is it his name? West. West. See, I heard 6'5", and I completely forgot his other man's name. West says, I'm going to have to find like six, six more inches of personality. He didn't say that. I thought that. 
So the party gets going. Sierra, Gabby, and Amanda, they start questioning Jesse. What's your what's your deal, right? He just turned 30. He's from the northern suburbs of Chicago. He studied vocal jazz performance in college. And all of them are like, we love jazz. <laughs> No, you don't. Jesse says in a confessional that he actually discovered his vocal talent at his bar mitzvah. They show a picture of this little cutie. He has gorgeous curly hair in his bar mitzvah. Like, he could not have been more adorable. And then he kind of ruins it because a producer asks him to sing. The voice was good, but why did he... He just said open pit barbecue sauce. It gave me the ick so bad. I, like, can't even talk about it. We gotta move on. (laughs) So after that... Kyle takes Paige aside to get her two cents on this whole situation between he and Amanda. And he's like, I don't know if you noticed, but Amanda and I are not in the best place right now. And Paige is like, oh, yeah, I picked up on that right away. So he tells her that Amanda will say things that, like, shut him down. And as a team, they're just really not functioning as he would like for them to do. They're talking about families, about moving. But he's scared shitless, like... Also, Amanda gives him a hard time about working, but how can she do that when she's trying to when he's trying to set them up for the future? So Paige asks Kyle, do you resent Amanda for not being as like 100% as him with the job? And he's like, yeah, like, I don't want to feel that way. I want to be excited about the next chapter. Paige tells us in a confessional that she and Kyle have become friends more like in the past couple of years. And by that, she means he will call her and... It sounds like he does what Kanye did to Larsa. Now, if you guys don't know this, Larsa, after she got kicked out of Camp Kardashian, did a interview with, oh, I think one of the guys, Dax, from TMZ, pretty sure it was him, where she said that one of the reasons why things kind of went south with the whole family is that Kanye would call her at, like, three, four, five o'clock in the morning and just talk and talk and talk. And it got to the point where she was like, I can't just be sitting up and listening to this man talk. And so she put him on like, do not disturb or something. So he eventually, I guess, figured it out because she stopped answering the phone and like told everybody, all the sisters and stuff, stop fucking with Larsa. This is what she claims is the reason why they're no longer friends. So I say all this to say, that reminded me of like Kyle just like ranting to Paige and she says you know he'll just talk and talk and talk and if I like try to interject or give him some advice he'll be like please let me finish so I do get where he's coming from but part of what Kyle's not understanding is that some of this is just Amanda's personality and I don't think he realized that when they got married which is a pretty significant thing to not pick up on in my opinion so Paige asks Kyle have you said any of this to Amanda and he says not point blank but I don't feel like our partnership is fully functioning right now and the thought of adding kids to that just scares the shit out of me so then after that the party is pumping but the bed bugs have to like regroup and they're outside hive right So they're talking about how great the dynamic is in the house. Jesse's like a young Carl, you know, when he was allowed to be friends with all of them. And so then they start talking. These are the conversations I like to have. So it's like Paige and I, we see each other. So she's like, okay, Sierra, without knowing either of Jesse, sorry, Jesse or Wes's personalities, like, who are you smashing? And Sierra's like, well, He's 6'5 and, and dark hair. Like, I'm going for Solomon for sure. But Paige is like, no, but West has more swag. And Amanda's like, exactly. West fucks? Jesse humps like a Labrador retriever. West knows where your clit is, but Jesse's like over on your left lip. Like, oh, is this it? Like, just like jingling, right? And then they all decide that Jesse is a did you come guy? But Wes knows that you came. And then Amanda goes, yeah, and Kyle already came before I've even done anything. <laughs> I want to know, like, Kyle, if you really, I want to, I want two answers. If you're just like, I'm just trying to like pump it up here. How long does it take you? And also how long is it taking you? If you're like really concentrating on like getting a stroke in and like, you know, like really putting some work in, like how long would that take you? I, I want to know. Right? Because this has been, like, we've been talking about this since season one. So, like, how fast are you coming, sir? 
So then Paige changes the subject and is like, hey, I had a heart-to-heart with Kyle, and, you know, he feels comfortable coming and venting to me without things being misconstrued. And Amanda was like, totally, like, he can do that. I totally support that. And Paige is like, yeah, and he was kind of basically workshopping what was going on in his head before he was going to tell you. So Paige says that her biggest takeaway is that he wants to feel 50-50 on everything and that you're his teammate. And Amanda rolls her eyes so hard and goes, he's so full of shit. And the proof is in the pudding. Last night, he said he wanted to spend more time together, so I asked him to go on the Ferris wheel with me. He went on it with a stuffed animal that he won. So he just makes shit up. Like, he's stressed out about work, and then he takes it out on me. And I know that's the case, which is why I let it slide. But, you know, it's only, like, when he's stressed out at work... He starts suddenly coming down on me. So Sierra's like, well, that really has to be exhausting. And she's like, yeah, but I'm so patient about it, too. But, like, I eat it. And then Paige says, okay, well, the other thing that he said was that he's kind of scared about, like, the house, kids, family thing. She's like, okay, we'll go be single then. Like, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want? And then Sierra says, I don't think that Kyle takes into consideration that you're, like, you quit your job for him. Like all, like you're coming into his world, right? All the stuff that you've put into his life. And Amanda says, yeah. And also he fucking cheated on me and I took him back. Let's talk about that. Like get it together. Kyle's literally full of shit. Y'all, we got a season going. We got a season. Cause really I was like, I don't know what we got here, y'all. I don't know because we were hearing or I was hearing last summer like that it was going to be like Carl and Lindsay were going to have their B storyline. They were going to be more friends of in the summer house, like kind of popping in and out and that uh, their storyline was going to be more wedding planning. And we were just going to see what else went in the house. I'm thinking like, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Right. But now, like, not only are we going to see the bubbling up of Carl and Lindsay, we're seeing the, I mean, let's be real, like, these two have had relationship troubles since season one, episode one, Kyle and Amanda. So it's, like, not surprising, but it's, like, fascinating. It just seems like, I think that, like, I forget just how, ooh, these situations are with Kyle and Amanda. Like, the post-it note a contract that they had signed with the parents to if if you keep drinking and and wandering off in the middle of the night and not coming home then uh you have to give the money that we put up for the wedding back like do you guys remember that that was real bad like real bad and she didn't want to sign the the prenup girl i'm excited summer should be fun and I'm having fun. Nobody else is, but I'm having a great time. I'm like Gabby. Like, I'm just looking around like, who's missing? And it's nobody. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you join me on this journey. Ooh. Thank you guys. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.